It's mostly cloudy and minus three in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's nine o'clock. I'm Megan Cobb. One man is in hospital after a stabbing in the northeast community of Falcon Ridge. It happened just before three this morning in an alley behind Falworth Way. Police say the man was stabbed several times, including in the neck, and EMS rushed him to hospital in critical, life-threatening condition. So far, no one has been arrested. Calgary police have released more details on a crash that closed Deerfoot yesterday, but first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. I am flying over in the northwest, looking at 16th Avenue at 24th Street, where the pylons have been moved off to the side. It's not going to cause any issues this morning, but construction is going to be ongoing in the area until Thursday. A message from the Canadian Blood Services. Patients need people across Canada to show up and give. Lives depend on it. 9,600 appointments available this month. Visit blood.ca. From the 770 CHQR traffic helicopter, I'm Vanessa Arate. CPS has provided an update on the details of the crash that closed northbound Deerfoot Trail yesterday morning. Police say it was a two-vehicle crash that sent a taxi cab driver and a woman to hospital with serious injuries, and it happened just north of the 16th Avenue interchange. Police say the cab was carrying three passengers when it pulled over on the shoulder after two passengers felt sick. The taxi was then hit by a Volkswagen Tiguan. The 39-year-old cab driver and a 21-year-old passenger still in the taxi when it was hit had to be extracted by emergency crews, but nobody else was hurt. One person was arrested at the scene, and police say alcohol was likely a factor. It was a mostly quiet and peaceful weekend in downtown as more demonstrations took place against COVID-19 mandates. Calgary police say one group moved from Olympic Plaza to Harley Hotchkiss Park and then headed to City Hall, while another group of demonstrators met at Prince's Island Park, and that's where one protester was arrested for breaching the injunction by using an amplification system on a public street. A small group of people with Community Solidarity YYC set up lawn chairs in Central Memorial Park. Global News spoke with Hunter Jaworski. Today we just want to uh, get people out to to this uh, fantastic park that they haven't been able to enjoy for a few months, as well as uh, show our support for uh, the healthcare workers at Sheldon Schumer right behind us. Last week, a group of about 1,000 people converged at Central Memorial Park in the city's Beltline before moving on to City Hall, and several, several demonstrators were arrested. Elections Canada says it wasn't aware the federal government was considering a three-day-long election day as proposed in the deal between the Liberals and the NDP. The NDP Liberal Pact announced last week says government will work with Elections Canada to make it easier for people to vote, considering options like extending polling days from one to three. In just a matter of weeks, Chief Electoral Officer Stefan Perot is due to present his own report to Parliament with suggestions on improvements to the way elections are run. And U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says the United States is not trying to topple Russian President Vladimir Putin, despite its harsh harsh condemnations of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Connor Finnegan has the details. Secretary Blinken says the U.S. doesn't have a strategy of regime change against Russia or any other country. In this case... As in any case, it's up to the people of the country in question. It's up to uh, the Russian people. The Kremlin has condemned Biden's comments, agreeing that Russia's leadership is up to the Russian people. But the U.S. is putting intense economic and diplomatic pressure on Moscow. And some officials have said the hope is that Vladimir Putin either decides to change course or pressure around him forces him to. Connor Finnegan, ABC News, Jerusalem. Taking a look at sports, the Flames' top line combined for a total of 11 points in last night's 9-5 win over the Edmonton Oilers. The Flames now have a couple of days off before hosting Colorado on Tuesday.
Global News Sky Tracker weather, a mix of sun and cloud and 12 degrees today, partly cloudy, cooling to a low of 3 overnight. Sun and cloud and 8 tomorrow. It's minus 3 at 9.04. Breaking news when it happens, our next update at 9.30. I'm Megan Cobb. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. Here we are, March 27th and into April. Sun is shining and uh, it's my first morning of hearing the birds singing this year. So I'm not sure if I just happened to have my window open at the right time. But uh, seen a bunch of robins out yesterday, birds singing this morning. So pretty exciting heading into the, that's usually a sign that once the birds come out and start singing, I think we're a little bit safe to say that we're we're heading in the right direction. So, which is great. And uh, the people out at the garden centers yesterday, if uh, I'm ass- I'm assuming the other ones were as busy as we were, um, lots of people in getting bulbs and seeds and house plants, grower supplies. Because that's all been a little bit slower this year with the weather being a little bit cooler than we have had in the past. Um, compared to last March, where it was really, really warm all the way through, and uh, considering this year was a little, uh, a little cooler, uh, considering so, but we are heading in the right direction, and it's really quite, uh, really quite nice and and sunny out there. So, if you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open: four zero three nine seven four eight two five five or one eight hundred five six three seven 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 zero. And I do have a couple people going to join me today. We have Jen, of course, from Spruce, Spruce It Up. Good morning, Jen. Spruce It Up. Good morning, Merle. How are you? Good, good. Looks like uh, the team was having a good time yesterday. <laughs> always. Are you kidding? Yeah, we're uh, always. It was so fun yesterday. It was still, you know, the temperature wasn't quite up there like yeah, it has been recently. Bit. But yeah. a little bit cool, but that's okay. It didn't dampen any spirits. People were still out walking around and enjoying it, taking it in. And as you know, we like to party with them. <laughs> yeah, no, seen a little of that. That's so, good. Yeah. I have uh, another guest coming in today, Sheldon Gezel. And he oh. is the creator of the beautiful Rage product and oh, a few of the other awesome. Evolve, the Seedling Starter, and our Dog Spot Prevent. So we're going to chat with uh, Sheldon about a few things at 935. So Good. look forward to that. Haven't had him on for a while. Yeah. And uh, he's going to be sending some free samples of the Rage. So we'll have that within the next week or so. So we should have them at the store. Oh, that's free good. free samples. That's if you haven't tried Rage, um, it fixes everything almost. So. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't tried it, I say you need to. I love, yeah, you're, I love... You, you use it almost exclusively, don't you? Yeah, at home, I home? do. I do. Yeah. I'm going to try a different fertilizer for my succulents and cactus. I, I haven't, but I use, yes, you're right. I use Rage on everything. I have great success with it. Um, I haven't done an experiment, but um, but I know somebody who did in the tree lot last year, and it was it was incredible. I love that product. Um, and and yeah. I always say to people, too, unless you're having a specific issue, to me, that's that's the, you know, there's, there's a couple of different all-purpose, but that is my favorite that I use. Yeah. yeah, no, and that's it's a it's a good organic, and it it smells a little bit, but it's it's not yeah. too bad. So <laughs> there's a little don't, bit of back guano and seaweed and all other kinds of fun stuff in there. So yeah, which is which is fine. That's okay. So it's, yeah. Uh, hey, what what I really like, and we need that 
is our we, it needs to bring it brings our soil to life and and sheldon will mm-hmm. will fill us all in at that because when you dig down into our soil there's not much there you go through that nice little the, the nice little loam layer and then mm-hmm. we hit the clay <laughs> and there's yeah. Yeah. really not Welcome. not much for nutrients in there so <laughs> no. yeah nope yeah that, i'm excited to talk to sheldon that's awesome yeah and yeah. uh actually and i have some really sad news unfortunately mm. Um, Wade Hartwell passed away and Wade Hartwell was the, he Aww. started this show, whatever, 40 some years ago, way back Aww. when, um, yeah. so really sad for the gardening community and in, in Calgary and area, he touched a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He was an integral part of starting the tree planting thing for a lot of the kids with the, with the, with the city of Calgary, the birthplace forest. I know he was, um, a big part of starting that. Really? And, That's uh, cool. Yeah, hmm. Wade was, uh, he's an icon in the city. So uh, anyways, very sad and our condolences to his family and uh, yeah. all his friends um, in and around. So it's sad news that uh, Wade Hartwell has uh, passed away. And uh, I said a lot of people remember him being on here and he would talk about his travels and different things. Hmm. And when he wasn't on the show, he would... Uh, um, be talking about uh, where he's going because he's always on. And he'd be the funniest. I have one little story. Just I go <laughs> to his farm, and he'd be in a three-piece suit with his coveralls over top, smoking a cigar in, <laughs> on his tractor. And then really? he would just like, yeah, I got, got a meeting later. We're on. So he's on his tractor, <laughs> three-piece suit underneath the coveralls, um, smoking a big cigar, um, puffing away, just having fun. So anyways. Yeah. Um, Anyways, sad, That's sad, sad cool. when yeah. uh, these these people leave us. So, anyways, um, hopefully there was no suffering and and on we go. So, mm-hmm. um, back on to some gardening. Some um, gardening. We do have a we do have a caller on. So actually, I'm gonna hey. bring her up here for us, Jen, and we'll we'll see if we can help her. Good morning, Carol. Hi, Carol. Oh, good morning. How are you? Good, good. How are you doing? How can we help you? Well, I'm a bit conflicted about planting and caring for bulbs because I've had some um, opposing opinions thrown at me. You know, somebody, Uh -uh. some people have said, you know, (laughs) bury the bulb halfway down into the pot, cover it with soil, don't water it a lot. Other people said, oh, just plant the bulb, put a small layer of soil on top and keep it moist. And so I've got 10 bulbs here, and um, I need to make sure I do it right. Uh-huh. One thing, it, it really depends on the type of bulb. Yes. So what, I, are you, what are you growing? Canna lilies and begonias. Okay. Oh. Um, begonias, you don't want to go too deep. You go down just like a, you put about a half inch, maybe an inch of soil over top. Okay. And you water them really well the first time, but they don't want to stay wet all the time. But they do need to be a little bit moist to to, to get that first um, green popping through. Okay. Um, and the candle is going to be a bigger bulb, so that one you want to plant. Um, same thing. You'll 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 see the old stems of it, um, and make sure they're pointing up. And this, a couple of them will just be sticking out of the soil. Because you kind of see where the where they cleaned them and cut the old ones off, right? You want that yeah. just sticking up, just a little bit out of the soil. Ah, 
Okay. All right. And, and does it need as much water? Um, once you get going, just water it really well the first time. But when you do water your bulbs, ensure that you water so the water comes out the bottom if possible. Because especially a bit more on the can of lily, the begonia bulbs, it's quite narrow. So you get a couple inches down. But as the roots develop, it's just better. The can of lily bulb is going to be a little bit larger. So just ensure when you do water, put it in the sink, fill it up two or three times, let the water come out the bottom. And that way ensure that the whole bulb gets brought to life, not just a, a portion of it. Well, that's just excellent info because, you know, um, when you buy the bulbs, there's very little information on the tags themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, no, absolutely. It's so so anyway, it, that's good. Yeah, so hopefully that helps. Um, like I said, and just ensure that you don't keep the begonias too, too wet because they will rot away on you if they get too wet. So. All right, done. Thank you so much. Have a great day. <laughs> You're welcome. And then Bye. just also your fertilizer on those, 153015. Um, and that's great because it'll keep them fed through the summer, but also recharges the bulbs when you're done in the winter. You bring them in and you're good to go. So just before I go then, when when do you start fertilizing the bulbs? I, I usually about two or three weeks after I plant them. Just sort oh. of, I start on a weekly thing. It doesn't hurt because they get up and growing. They start using a lot of energy. And then when I put them into the – are you going to be putting those in the ground or are you going to be putting them into other larger pots? Into larger containers. Yeah. So I, I like to start fertilizing almost right away, like sort of a couple weeks after I put the new soil in outside. Okay. And then just give them a weekly or biweekly feeding. And, and that usually keeps them, like I said, well-nourished. They're going to perform so much nicer for you. And I can attest that because we do quite a few restaurants in town. And I try to get everybody on the same page as a couple of the guys <laughs> that we – because it makes such a difference. Like um, like I said, I'll give kudos out to my like Kildare's guy. He does such a great job. And he's always cleaning, deadheading. And he feeds them once a week. And his planters look good right too. And then I, when you go around town, you'll see some that barely get water. And they just don't look good. So – you make the investment, it's worth a little bit of fertilizer and uh, ensure that you water them throughout the season. I definitely will do that. Thanks so much for all that information. You're I welcome. really appreciate it. Okay, have a nice day. Thanks for day. calling. Enjoy the spring. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, uh -huh. here, and it's, it, it is springtime, and, there's, and it is confusing, right? Because you, yeah. you, you, you go into a garden center or wherever you're going to pick up your bulbs, you read it, and it's always a little bit different here in Calgary, mm -hmm. even compared to, well, Vancouver or England or wherever the bulbs come from, which um, Calgary is very unique within our area. <laughs> yes, Calgary is unique. But I will say, too, I was downstairs looking at all our bulbs because I was going to ask some questions about that. But there is a brochure there that kind of has a, a general guideline in terms of um, depth. You know, and it also actually itemizes the different bulbs. For example, Freesia is on here, uh, the Calla, the Canna, the Glads, the Dahlias, they're all on here too. So they can kind of give you some guidelines when to plant them, how deep to plant them. But that's a brochure that's right there with the bulbs in, in the store, if anybody wants. Awesome. So a little yeah. info pack. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so, um, we got, so we got a bunch of fruit in. So maybe if you give us a little rundown of kind of what, what we got going for people right now. 
We have strawberries in already, if you can believe wow. that. It's so nice to see the green. But, um, yeah, the strawberries are here. They're inside as well. We'll be popping them outside when the weather warms up above zero, hopefully very soon, and I think even maybe now. Um, potatoes are in as well. People are, people are grabbing those, including myself. Um, and the garlic and the onion sets are here. So yeah, we definitely have lots of stuff starting. And then towards the end of the week as well, we will have uh, the starter tomatoes. So, because it's yeah, time to get and, those going, uh, right? Get our pansies so we can plant them. Uh, we're going to plant our planter out front on April first. Our our tradition. So mm-hmm. that's I'm excited to see that. <coughs> Who's planting that, getting, Merle? Is that you? <laughs> yeah. Well, we get yeah. asked a lot. Where's your annuals? Or you don't have them in yet. <coughs> we kind of want to hold off a little bit. It's still a bit early. The nights were pretty cool. So we want to leave them one more week. Because when we bring them in, we put them right into our into our acclimatized cold frame, so they start yeah. cooling off right away, and uh, so that still gives you lots and lots of time to get stuff out. And oh, we still sure. have to watch yeah. the overnight temperatures. If it gets below that minus five, it gets a little bit too chilly for for even some of the pansies and snapdragons and and petunias. But a lot of those can handle that minus one, minus two, no problem. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are definitely being strategic in terms of when we bring it in. So for the better of the customer at the end of the but day, right? It's, uh, so. It won't be long before we open the floodgate, so it'll be yeah. up soon. <laughs> get ready. Yeah. All right. I got to take a quick break. And when we get back, uh, we'll take your calls. If you want to join us, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. And Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's full-service year-round garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And we're going to go back to a couple texts. And I do have Jen on the line as well. Uh Hey, Jen. Hello. Hey. You still there? You okay? (laughs) Yeah, I'm still here. All right. Yes, I'm researching. I'm looking things up. Okay. All right, well, let's go to the callers. We do have Botswana on the phone line. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Good morning, Botswana. Shauna? Oh, Shauna? Yes. Oh. Hi, Shauna. <laughs> you might not have heard me. Actually, um, I have a couple questions. I put in um, evergreen, like just the little saplings. And yep. Now, as I'm looking at them, they're all red. Does it yeah. mean they're gone? Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Unfortunately, they probably got sunburn too. And yet, when you have those little tiny seedlings and they're in the snow like that, and then the sun, and we get the sun reflecting off the snow, they get like sunburn. Aww. Um, so it's so, just to pull them out and start over. Yeah. And so next, if you try it again, in the wintertime, you, you want to put up a, a little bit of a screen in front of the one that's facing west or south just to shade them. Okay. Because that, it, it that's what happens. They get the snow, sunburn. And so even if you put some, uh, and I, you don't want to wrap them, but if you go like two or three feet outside them, put a couple stakes around each one and even do burlap or something. So this shades it a bit in that area and protect it from the wind. But don't okay. cover it right tight. So. Okay. Um, All right. I have a couple more. You helped me out on a weeping birch big time. Um, I okay. was going to lose it. Um, 
and it came back with that rage uh, fertilizer. It was, I don't know what happened, but it came back. Um, no, but, uh, no, and, and it's true. And it, it for whatever reason, birch trees, and actually I'll chat with Sheldon about it. He's coming on in a few minutes or at 930. Um, it, it's amazing stuff. And I don't know what it does, like with birch trees especially. So if you have a birch that's dying on the top and and you use it, if you catch it within an early signs of before it's totally dried out, it'll push that life back into the tree. Yeah, because uh. what happened is uh, when I talked to you, I had one that was like quarter of the way down, and I and I tried it, and it still looks like it's dying. Is it probably best to just take it out? Yeah, you got to see what the problem is. It depends how far, if it's about a quarter died from the top? Um, no, it's more like half. Okay. Yeah, that one probably got left a little bit too long. And okay. so your other one came back? Yes, it did well. Yeah, it so, and the, so the, the okay. And it, do you think it's just, was there any other physical damage? Because sometimes um, the yellow-bellied sapsucker, it's a bird. It loves birch trees as well. So if you, if you look on the bark, you'll see a whole bunch of little dots in rows. Okay. And that affects the birch tree as well. But if it's okay. over half gone, and if, if you tried the Rage Plus, I, yeah, I think I would just pull it out and start with something start else. Start again. Okay. And just one more. Um, bird poop on evergreens yep. and trees. Um, is it, will it kill a tree? or like Because I seem to have tons of sparrows and stuff. And now my trees are very obviously doused in white poop and... I just want to know, will it actually... I would hose them off. Yeah, no, no, I understand. I would just hose them off. I don't think it'll kill them. But just any of our big evergreens that we get, ensure, like, right now, like, day like this, when it's going to warm up a bit, they love those, like, that spring shower. Get out there with the hose, union nozzle, hose down all the branches, get inside, hose it out from the inside, get rid of all those cobwebs, the dust, and those needles, you'll just see it. it just, it'll feel more vibrant when it's done. It'll feel like a an Irish Spring commercial. Just, <laughs> oh, nice. I, yeah. And then just give it some Rage, rage Plus, right? <laughs> yeah, Rage Plus is great for it. 30, 10, 10. But ensure that deep watering is so good for them. Um, just sure. that slow. And when you're watering it from the top, it's really good because all the water falls down through the drip line, like just follows the branches. So that's mm-hmm. a really good watering. So if you just... Close that big tree down for 15, 20 minutes. All that water will just slowly go down in around the drip line and it'll just land perfectly. So, Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate You're very help. welcome. Thanks, Bye. Shauna. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. And, and it, yeah. <laughs> but it is important at this time, you're like on these warm days, because we, we haven't had a lot of moisture, and but we no. have a lot of dust. So mm-hmm. it just really helps open up their breathing and and all that so it, it's just it makes a big difference and and cleans out the bird poop or whatever else has been in there dust spider mites for um, sure yeah just that yeah. little spring cleaning right it makes makes a big big difference so yeah um okay, okay i got uh actually I only got about 30 seconds here so <laughs> we will i got uh, one other one just saying good morning what type of fertilizer should i use for my calla lilies Again, ah. fifteen thirty fifteen high middle number um, is great for all your flowering 
um, bulbs and flowering annuals. You can also use the Rage Plus. Um, works really well. That's an organic. It's just a little different when you read the numbers, and and we'll, I'll right. get Sheldon to explain a bit more of that, and uh, we'll move on from there. But I got to take a break right now for the news, and when we return, we'll chat with Sheldon Guzzle from Evolve with the Rage Plus. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. It's mostly cloudy and zero in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9.30. I'm Megan Cobb. One man is in hospital in critical, life-threatening condition after a stabbing in the northeast community of Falcon Ridge. So far, no one has been arrested. 32 Canadian Indigenous delegates have landed in Rome ahead of planned meetings this week with Pope Francis. One expectation of the meetings is a commitment to apologizing for the Roman Catholic Church's role in residential schools. And Ukraine's president has accused Western governments of lacking courage as he pleads for more help in the fight against Russia's invasion. A mix of sun and cloud will reach a high of 12 degrees today, partly cloudy, cooling to a low of 3 degrees overnight, a mix of sun and cloud, and 8 degrees for tomorrow. It's zero, breaking news when it happens, our next update at 10. I'm Megan Cobb. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. I am here with Jen Lemire, and we're going to bring Sheldon Gezel on the line. Good morning, Sheldon. Morning. Good morning, Merle. Hi, Jen. Nice to meet you. Hi. Nice to meet you. Awesome. It's it's been a, been a little while since we've had Sheldon on the show, but uh, for all you people, and uh, we chat about rage all the time on the on the show here and customers coming in. And as you heard, if you're listening, Sheldon, we've uh, saved another birch tree here in Calgary. Uh, I was listening. Yes. Birch borer or many other internal insects of that birch tree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the rage plus did save one of her, her other one that was dying from the top. And, uh, and as you know, we have that picture and we get customers coming in all the time to saying how good a results they get. Um, when they use awesome. the Rage Plus with the, uh, and for whatever, why do you know? Is there anything special with the birch tree? Why? Because I find it, it, like it, it's great for a lot of plants, but it does that almost miraculous thing with yeah. with the birch tree. Is there a reason why, or do you? Well, do you there's know? two reasons. Uh, usually, a birch borer, which is internal of the tree, it kind of cuts off the growth or the juices from the roots to go up the top and create more vegetation more branches and a, a lusher tree so basically what the rage plus is doing it increases cell division 100 times faster it breaks bonds in the soil of a lot of those micronutrients as well so it absorbs into the tree really fast and it can just power through what issues that your birch tree might be having or a winter kill on a ball cedar or like in calgary you guys get lots of those extreme winds and on the west side of the city, I see lots of half evergreens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, absolutely. No, and uh, and and we and we've had it's been really quite dry. Our summers have been dry, and our and our fall, which is almost worse for the trees, has been like yeah. our September, October, November, December's have been really fall. So going, I mean, really dry. So going into um, winter. We're not getting that moisture in the ground, so we get that. We're getting quite a bit of winter desiccation 
on birches Correct. and things like that. So, yeah, and with the evergreens or pines or anything like that, they need the moisture to basically create a glycol. It's not glycol, but it's like glycol in your engine block, so it doesn't freeze when you're not running the vehicle. They produce a mm-hmm. glycol which goes to the needles to prevent them from completely freezing out, but they need moisture to draw the whole nutrient and the process to happen. They need moisture in the fall, and that's not commonly a time we're watering trees. No, and we we push it quite a bit here that fall, that slow, deep watering, just to try and uh, help get our trees through the fall and winter because it's a... It's dry, and it's yeah. we're just not getting that moisture. So we're seeing a big difference. So if we can get out there and, and water your trees and uh, and things like that, it, it works great. But let's let's go to a couple of the products that you've created, and uh, one I like it this time of year is the the seedling starter. So if we're yeah. we're starting seeds, what's the what, how are we going to benefit using the seedling starter? Well, a lot of times with seeds, uh, you get 80, maybe 90% germination at best. So 10% of what you plant is not going to actually come up. But yeah. the seedling starter, it has seven different ingredients, and it has three digesting enzymes in it. So you're actually diluting that in water, and then you're soaking your soil with the seed. So the enzymes, they're not alive, but they actually eat away at any molds or mildews, preventing them from being created on the topsoil surface. So when that young seedling and that young plant first comes out of the soil, it's not getting attacked by a mold or mildew then. Hmm. Plus the so seed starter has Rage Plus in it. About 20 to 30% Rage Plus to increase cell division, create a stronger stem to prevent that damping off process. So that's what I was going to mention because there used to be a product called Damp Off, which it got taken off the market at... Um, the, the its certification ran out and it just wasn't worth someone to spend the million bucks to recertify it. So Correct, yes. this this will help um, with that damping off on your seedlings, is correct? That's correct. Um, mainly the Rage Plus increasing cell division gives you a thicker cell wall structure. So the way the damping off process happens, there's usually a little mold or mildew on the soil surface. It eats away through the thin wall structure of the seedling and then creates an opening and then it kind of falls over over time. So the flow is essentially stopped from the roots to going up to create new vegetative growth. So that's I the damping that. off process where seedling starter will help it power through that. Okay. And, but it also has the food in there to, to feed them as they as they grow as well. That's correct. It's a, a more of an instantaneous uh, it's a seedling starter 112. It does have all the trace minerals, which the Rage Plus provides in it. So everything that your seedling has, and you can take your seedlings all the way up to six to eight inches on the seedling starter, and then eventually you're transplanting them into another pot. They will require more nitrogen depending what you're growing, tomato, okay. cucumber versus herbs. <laughs> Crazy. And I was I was on your website this morning. And uh, I was just you, you, you've been you've been busy again, sort of creating a couple of new products. You got some for for fruit and berry, the indoor yeah. plants. Um, another one of our favorites. We mix this um, with our green it up lawn fertilizer. I find this is like the dynamic duo. It's like Batman and Robin. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, or Jen got, and Merle. 
the dynamic yeah. duo. <laughs> exactly. We we got uh, we got uh, the green it up lawn fertilizer as Batman, and then we got uh, the rock <laughs> comes in behind to get rid of all those dog spot prevent. And yep. it's it's a it's a great product though, it, and it works really well together. So I, we've mm-hmm. had really good success because um, we get that asked a lot. So maybe give us a little rundown on the dog spot prevent. Okay, so a lot of our organic products we're starting to infuse in the granulars with Rage Plus technology, where <laughs> Rage Plus increases cell division to make things happen faster because organics are usually slow. So you yep. get dog spots in the backyard. You broadcast the dog spot fertilizer along with your type of fertilizer, and things happen quicker. Yep. The pellet basically neutralizes the dog's urine from creating a high pH environment or low pH environment where the dog is urinated. Then the grass can't take that concentrated spot and eventually you get a nice green dark spot and then eventually it dies because it's too low pH or too high. So it depends on what you're feeding your dog and the type of dog. So dog spot will neutralize that pH variation being so dramatic. It will fertilize your lawn, obviously, with the organic 211 and micronutrients with Rage Plus. But the big thing that it does, it opens up your pore space in your soil so that way the your dog urine doesn't pool in the top one to two inches where a lot of your grass roots are. Hmm. It okay. allows it to go zero to maybe six inches down. So it's percolated through more soil, and that way it doesn't have such a concentrated spot creating that yellow. Okay. So really and, simple to use, um, just broadcast. Three, three times a year yeah, is the best? Yeah, that's what we or? found. It works okay. the best. Three times per year. So okay. if you still have snow, it's hard to broadcast it now, but the sooner you put it on, the better. Because once you put on the first application, you really don't start getting 100% control until the second application, which is in June. Okay. Because you need to build up the pH neutralizer that's in the dog, you need to build it up in your soil to prevent any more yellow from happening. Okay. Hey, Sheldon, we're going to just take a quick break. We'll put you on hold, and then we'll come okay. back, um, and we'll do a, we'll, we'll carry on for one more segment and uh, and just get some more info um, from, from Sheldon and his Evolve products. And we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. I'm here with Sheldon Gezel, and we do have Jen Lemire on the line as well. Sheldon, <laughs> let's yeah. let's carry on. We, so we got uh, we've covered some um, we've covered our seedlings. We've covered the Rage Plus, and we've d- covered the Dog Spot Prevent. Another favorite uh, um, in our store is the organic um, calcium and the and the tomato food is mm-hmm. one of our very favorites that we get a lot of people coming in and and uh, picking up and using again so so maybe tell us a little bit about the organic uh, calcium essentials um, and how to use it and, and why would we use it okay we had uh, originally developed a granular version to add in the soil and then as people would use multiple other products they would at least have the calcium infused in the soil. So when the tomato or cucumber or squash or whatever they're growing, the calcium would be available two to three months out as well. 
And then a lot of people were coming in to garden center and say, hey, my tomato looks like this. Well, yeah. it's too late for the granular calcium, so we developed a liquid calcium, which is more instant. And it reacts with the plant very quickly, and it has um, citric and lactic acid to help digest dead or dying roots, keep them healthy, uh, especially in a container type of pot where you get a lot of root-bound um, roots from a big tomato plant, or if you're putting a cucumber in a small pot itself, gets a lot of roots in there, and they kind of turn brown, and they get slimy. The calcium essentials liquid will clean up the roots, make them healthier, and you'll get all these fibrous roots developing, and it'll take up more of the calcium phosphate that's in the calcium, and there's also micronutrients, which we don't list. But it works very well for instant and correcting the issue. Okay, and that's that blossom end rot. So if you're growing some of the bigger beefsteak tomatoes and things like that, you get the you look at the bottom of your tomato and it's all it's just rotten on the bottom, and that's that yeah. blossom end rot. So the calcium will will help with that. And does the so I'm I'm just scrolling down to the evolve organic tomato. So does that have any of the calcium in it as well? It does. Yes, it has about. Uh, 25 to 30 percent of the calcium product in the tomato 312 it has about 0.4 percent calcium in it so okay. it's the perfect recipe of nitrogen to phosphate ratio to potassium to calcium and then of course you get the trace minerals in it because in the tomato we fertilizer liquid we add 10 percent grades plus because as the tomato gets bigger they're getting more tomatoes put on it. It requires a lot of energy. And a 312 of NPK doesn't sound like a lot. But with adding that Rage Plus to increase cell division, and it also helps clean up the roots and make things happen that much faster. So you get a bigger tomato. It'll be thicker with a little less juice. And you'll be so impressed with the coloring of your leaves. It'll be healthy throughout the entire life cycle. So, and so everything you seem to say, we sort of, we go back and we're, we're really trying to get the roots alive, like start with all the stuff you're not seeing, and then Correct. you're going to get the good results up top. Yeah, as you were discussing earlier in the, the hour, poor soil, poor soil conditions, right? Yeah, a lot of Calgary. issues you see up top, but you don't know what's going on in the soil. And our organic liquids are very responsive. Our organic granulars help to correct the soil poor conditions for longevity purposes, whereas the liquid is more instant. Okay. So hmm. that, yeah, when you're, when you're adding the liquid, you're getting sort of instant results. And uh, But if you're looking to amend your soil over a little longer period of time, I, I know we have, there's a couple here. You have the granular um, veggie, um, the vegetables yeah. food as well. So you sprinkle that in there, get right into the soil. That is and, correct. And with those granulars, we also spray the Rage Plus liquid onto the mixture before it goes through our pelletizing machine, so you do get some Rage Plus uh, okay. performance. And that, actually, but. Chris in the greenhouse, she was uh, she was doing a foliar feed on our um, Norfolk Island pines with the Rage Plus, and it really, mm -hmm. it, it seemed to be amazing, like it just seemed to push all kinds of new growth out on it. Like, it just seemed to really like that foliar feed. Yeah, Norfolk Pines, uh, that's a finicky-type plant. It doesn't like wet <laughs> feet, I'll tell you. No. 
No. <laughs> yeah, but it beautiful. seemed to respond really well with the Rage Plus. Like we did a full year feed. Like Chris was misting awesome. the the branches with it, and it really seemed to because ours were kind of they kind of feel like they went just sort of dormant for a bit. So Chris gave them a shot of that, and it really just seemed to perk them up, and uh, they got a good little dose of new growth coming out. So it was nice. Nice. Yeah, the uh, yeah. the enzyme that I used to make the Rage Plus, it carries over into the bottle that the consumer is buying, and then they dilute it in water. So Norfolk pine, they tend to have a bit of a waxy layer, even evergreens and pine yeah. needles, and it's hard to get them to really grow. I prefer a recommendation of root in the soil for evergreens and pines, but if you want to do a fuller application, Rage Plus, you can use it on anything, trees, mm-hmm. leaves, spices, Anything that you're growing that has leaves, <laughs> yeah, that which is awesome, and, and and it's an organic. So, I, I guess it's it, it's kind of sometimes when you, we people ask us how to explain what it is to, we kind of say like it's super compost in a bottle. Um, we're trying to come up with, <laughs> what, I like, like that, like because it because it, it, it is when you look at the numbers, it's confusing, right? Like the Rage Plus, yeah. you had zero zero six. Well, you think, well, there's nothing in it, right? Like, right, right. Basically, what? But by putting it into the soil, we always recommend that first. It helps break those bonds of the micronutrients, like calcium, will bond with phosphate to form a rock. And then once it's in a rock form, it's hard to for the a young plant, especially seeding bulbs. I you know you have always recommended the 1530, 15. Yeah. Well, your phosphate and your calcium are tied up in the soil in the form of a rock, and that bulb just won't absorb it. So a high yeah. cost is always recommended to get it going and to keep it going. So what the yeah. Rage Plus does, the um, acid I use to digest all the ingredients that are in it carries over into the concentrated bottle, which carries over into the watering can, which once placed in the soil will break those bonds and make those nutrients available to the plant. Okay, huh. so when you do have the phosphate, you have the 15-30-15 residual in there from feeding, um, the Rage Plus actually opens everything up and, and it lets the plant absorb any of the nutrients that are in the ground already. Correct, that are tied up. And we, we often have poor soil conditions on a lot of these houses because the basement was dug out and all the clay is put on the all around it to kind of slope it so the water runs off and there's very little soil. No, and we had a chat with that about that this year on our landscape division because sometimes we get into job sites and and one we did a it was a really nice gorgeous custom home and we did the landscaping, but you go in you start digging down about two feet down we hit plywood you start hitting things, <laughs> and because people the previous guys it's easier to bury it than haul it away right so it's yeah, but that that adds cost and so it's just trying to communicate and explain to the customers and and everybody this. So we're, we're budgeting a lot more soil into our jobs and things like that so we can create those better root systems, the stuff you don't see, and uh, to ensure that they, we get a little bit better moving on for some, yeah. of, the, so for some of the plant material and, and things like that. So, Yeah, often a lot of landscapers are pretty busy. They don't recognize digging a bigger hole and putting in more soil is more beneficial to the tree for survivability. Mm-hmm. So... If you have that scenario, I would definitely recommend Rage Plus to help clean up the roots if a tree has been placed in such a small hole. Uh, But for longevity, our tree and shrub granular works really well to 
rejuvenate the soil long term. Okay. Hey, Sheldon, I do got to take one more break, and then I'll just stick with you till the top of the hour, then we'll let you go. But we'll just take a break. Um, Sheldon and Jen will just hang tight with me, and uh, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and... We're going to go back to the phone line. We have Sheldon Gezel from um, Evolve and Rage Plus and multiple other products. And we have Jen on the line here. So I, yeah, I wanted to hit, I was just scrolling up to that product. Sheldon is the organic tree and shrub. I know we sell a ton of that because um, it has the clay buster. And we, we, we have it in the smaller bag, but we also sell quite a few in the in the larger bags as well. So... Maybe fill us in on the Evolve Organic Tree and Shrub with Clay Busta. All right. The Tree and Shrub, uh, it's a 622 of NPK with calcium sulfur. Uh, but we add a lot of granular Rage Plus as well as liquid Rage Plus into that formula. As with most trees, two-gallon pot, you dig a two-gallon hole and you put the two-gallon tree in there, which you shouldn't do. But most times that's what's happening. What the tree and shrub does by putting it at the base of the hole, it will open up to porosity, allow the roots to penetrate deeper into the physical soil. And because you have two different forms of rage plus, one is immediate. It'll get the roots and the fibrous roots out and absorbing moisture. And the slower formulation, which acts over a month, to keep cell division going. So you have the instant. You have the longevity, and then, of course, you have the NPK, calcium, and sulfur for the entire summer season. Okay. So it and works really well in those scenarios. Okay, I got a, I got a text here just asking, is the, is the Evolve Dirt and Grow pH friendly? Well, a lot of our granulars, what we put in it is a pH neutralizer to get your pH at around 6.5. Whether you're in BC, you could have pH soils of 4 to 7.8. And in the prairies, we have high as 8.9. You go into Ontario, the pH range is all over the map. So a lot of our mm. granulars will neutralize it at around 6.5. Our liquids actually drop the pH to about 6 when you're using okay. them. Even with a high pH water, it'll drop your okay. pH down. So ideal, isn't it, between 6 and 8 is kind of where you kind of want to be? For the majority of plants, yes. Yeah. For the majority of them. It covers 95% of the plants and 95% of the soil conditions we have in Canada. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And and obviously, like, in when you get to the prairies with the clay and compared to, like, Vancouver or, or Toronto where you're near larger bodies of water, you don't need as much phosphate or different things in the soil. So is there any concerns or are using any of this in in the different areas or what will it do if you have really really organic soil already like you've already um, done a bunch it's just going to add to it often what happens with more organic soil the nitrogens have been depleted it'll have phosphate that shows up on the soil but your calcium will bind with the phosphate to form a rock so whenever you do a soil test and you see high phosphate, i got lots of calcium, I've got lots of potassium, well, all that 
is in the form of a rock. And when they do the soil test, they use an extracting acid to digest that soil sample down and to show you this is your maximum amount of those minerals. But it uses a harsh acid to digest it down. And we all know a young plant or a seedling can't break those bonds. It it just can't do it. It's too young to do it. Maybe a mature tree over time, but that's where the Rage Plus comes in. It'll break those bonds for a young seedling. Basically, it's like feeding a teenager a meal every day. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah, especially if it's something they like. If they, if you put a thing of peas on there, they scrape them to the side. But if it's a big thing yeah. of mac and cheese or pizza, they gobble that down like nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I got to go. Sheldon, we're going to let you go. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And Sheldon is generous. He's going to drop off some free samples um, to us at Spruce It Up. So we'll have some samples of the Rage Plus um, later on, they'll be available next sure. Sunday. Next Sunday, awesome. uh, Sheldon will have them to us. So that's awesome. So you can stop by and grab a grab a free sample of the Rage Plus and uh, and see what it can do for you. But thanks again, Sheldon. And uh, we're going to take a break now for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. It's mostly cloudy and zero in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Megan Cobb. One man is in hospital after a stabbing in the northeast community of Falcon Ridge. It happened just before 3 this morning in an alley behind Falworth Way. Police say the man was stabbed several times, including in the neck, and EMS rushed him to hospital in critical, life-threatening condition. So far, no one has been arrested. CPS has provided an update on the details of the crash that closed northbound Deerfoot yesterday morning. Police say it was a two-vehicle accident that sent a taxi cab driver and a woman to hospital with serious injuries. It happened just north of the 16th Avenue interchange. Police say the cab was carrying three passengers when it pulled over on the shoulder after two passengers felt sick. The taxi was then hit by a Volkswagen Tiguan. The 39-year-old cab driver and a 21-year-old passenger still in the taxi when it was hit had to be extracted by emergency crews, but nobody else was hurt. One person was arrested at the scene, and police say alcohol was likely a factor. One person was arrested as two anti-mandate rallies were held in Calgary yesterday. One began at Olympic Plaza with about 200 people, who then marched down Stephen Avenue to Harley Hotchkiss Gardens. The group eventually made their way back to City Hall before dispersing. Another 200 or so people gathered at Princes Island Park for a second protest. Ludmilla Kudvortler was in attendance for the demonstrations. We want to freedom to fly. We are not agree to do this vaccine. It should be free. Everybody, like, everybody is a choice. Calgary police say that's where they arrested a protester for breaching the injunction that's in place which prohibits people from sounding horns, blocking traffic, and gathering in a park which unreasonably disturbs the use of the park. An air of anticipation filled Indigenous delegates as their plane landed in Rome this morning ahead of planned meetings this week with Pope Francis. Kelly Malone has more. Chief Gerald Antoine is the Assembly of First Nations delegation lead. He says they finally arrived to tell their ancestors and their families stories. It's been really uh, a long journey. The 32 Indigenous delegates may all have different expectations regarding their upcoming meetings with the head of the Roman Catholic Church, but it's clear they all feel it's important. 
Youth Representative Taylor Ben Decoza says the conversations she shared with survivors on the plane to Rome have left her humbled. You know, it's their strength and their, you know, perseverance is the reason why we're here. Kelly Malone, The Canadian Press, Rome. Russia's invasion of Ukraine is now in its 32nd day. Russia's defense ministry says air-launched cruise missiles have targeted facilities in Lviv near the border with Poland this weekend. Reporter Terry Moran has the details. A missile strike on an oil facility wounded five people, set storage tanks ablaze, and sent massive clouds of smoke billowing into the air over the city. ABC's James Longman on the scene. You can see the flames there burning. The city was meant to be a sanctuary for thousands, and now it feels like the war has come to them. About two hours later, a second missile attack here, this one hitting a defense facility. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky says that to defeat Russia, it needs fighter jets and not just the missiles and other defensive weapons supplied so far by the West. But NATO's concerns about getting drawn into a military conflict with Russia have largely scuttled any thought of sending warplanes to Ukraine. Film composer Jermaine Franco is making history at tonight's Oscars as the first Latina and only sixth woman in Oscar history to have been nominated for Best Original Score for her work on Encanto. Franco says she's honored. I'm proud to represent our, you know, Latinos and Latinas and, you know, women in general, because we are we are here and we we have a vision. We have a voice. Encanto depicts a multi-generational story about a grandmother and her family endowed with magic gifts who were forced to flee their village for a safer place in Colombia. The film has also been nominated for Best Animated Feature. Taking a look at sports, the Canadian men's soccer team will try to qualify for the World Cup today for the first time in 37 years. Light snow and chilly breezy conditions are expected for the Canada-Jamaica game in Toronto. Global News Sky Tracker weather, a mix of sun and cloud and 12 degrees today, partly cloudy, cooling to 3 overnight, and sun and cloud and 8 for tomorrow. It's 0 at 10.05, breaking news when it happens, our next update at 10.30. I'm Megan Cobb. Welcome back to Let's Start Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and it is 10.06. It's getting warm out there. It's plus two already, and I Yay. do have Jen. Isn't that nice, hey, Jen, the oh, sun coming up? Yeah. I can feel the heat. Um, obviously, I'm upstairs here, and, and the window's open. You can just the sun's shining. The tank is clean. feels great. <laughs> nice. All right, we yeah. have a couple callers, and if you'd like to join <laughs> us, phone lines are wide open, 403 nine seven four eight two five five we're gonna to go to bill good morning bill good morning merle and jim how are you guys doing great we're, yeah doing hey, great um, and thanks for being so patient there hey no problem say um i sent a couple pictures of our lemon and lime that uh yeah I haven't, seen that. Resp- haven't responded well um and I'm just wondering, we've given them some of the 301010 that you recommended. Yep. And, um, but they're in when we transplanted them into those next pots from where we bought them from. They are, uh, I put the herb, the pro mix herb and veggie mix in as, mm-hmm. uh, as the soil. And I'm wondering, they're often like dusty, bone dry at the top but it still feels really moist at the bottom. And I'm wondering if I maybe need to get them into something else. 
Is there um, is there drain holes in the bottom of the pot? Yeah, there is. Yeah. Okay. Um, what I would probably do is uh, again the days are going to get longer here. The sun, so get it into a bright sunny spot. And if it is, I'm just trying to find uh, the pictures that you did. See. I sent them. I did see them. Mine looked exactly like that um, a couple months ago, and now it's fully leafed out. So it's hmm. um, so what I what I would probably recommend. And you you just transplanted it recently? No, it's been um, probably. I'm thinking we transplanted them August September last year. Okay. Okay, so yeah, you're, so you're, you'll still be fine. So what I would do myself is I would probably just, if it's really dry on top, what I would do is take it into a sink and I'd fill it right up, let the water go through it two or three times and uh, just water it right through so water, water comes out the bottom. And then just keep it in that sunny spot and just make sure you prune off any, if there's any dead sticks or, or any of the branches are are dead on there i would make sure you cut those off and what's what's the last four digits of your number bill uh zero three seven five okay let me just see i'm hoping i can find because i did see it but now i'm scrolling through here and i yeah it looks like a lemon with no leaves on it almost like okay. it's just sort of unfortunately yeah, well, but yeah that's kind of what i would it just it just needs that boost, and now the sun's getting longer. So just again, put it in the sunniest spot, and uh, and then after you fertilize it, two days after you can give it a shot of the thirty ten ten, and uh, I think you'll start seeing something happen. It's just okay. It, yeah, it's just like I said. If I went a little shock heavy, like I took mine right down and let it dry right out and lost all its leaves, and then I pruned it back. And then I just brought it back to uh, to life. Lots of water. Um, did that slow, deep watering. Let it dry out in between. Started a fertilizer program. And just get it right into the sunshine. And it's it's come back. Because lemons will do that. They, they can be a little bit mm -hmm. temperamental. They yeah. can they can lose their leaves. They, they can do that when they get changed. If you moved it, again, being transplanted, um, sometimes that is a little bit hard on them. And they they need to adjust and they redevelop their roots again, so okay. that's so I think you should be okay, Bill. Just like I said, okay. just give it a really good soaking okay. today. Give it some thirty ten ten in a couple of days, and then uh, just get it like I said in the brightest, warmest spot you got, and uh, it should hopefully start kicking out some new growth. Okay, perfect. And then the other one I had, if I can. Um, yep. We want to uh, expand our garden area, and we've got an area that has been, um, it started, it would have had some natural grass and quack grass in it, and then it's been covered up with some, uh, you know, some scrap wood from our old uh, compost, and then we had to cut a spruce tree down, and so it's going to have lots of spruce needles that are there, and I've got a clean that area up and get rid of all that kind of the mess that's in that area yeah um and then i want to do a new garden there so i'm not sure if i should be digging it out to get rid of that stuff and just filling it with new stuff or if i can just 
kind of put a silage tarp on it for a year and if that'll it it just you won't kill if there's a bunch of quack grass in there unfortunately it's not going to kill that because that quack grass can stay like the roots of them can stay alive like for 20 years underground so once you then when you dig up and expose it you're gonna get lots of that coming up anyways um so you want to grow veggies in there yeah yeah um yeah i would just dig it up i could i'd get a remove all the obviously the the junk I dig down sort of four to six inches, remove all that sod and and the grass and that, and then in your in your perimeter area, and then I just bring in a couple loads of good garden mix, and then just start mixing that in, adding some compost and just some good nutrients. And depending how big of a garden are you thinking? Oh, probably um, fifteen feet by thirty feet. Okay, kind of yeah. Thing, so you're, you're talking. Yeah. It's worth bringing a truckload. Yeah, it's worth bringing a truckload yeah. in, and uh, yeah. And so you can order that the garden mix, and that's what I would do is to to remove that. And you can use Roundup, but I'm they always say it's safe. But if you're doing veggies, I'm not a hundred percent like I I don't feel good about it using it. Um, yeah. to, to kill the vegetation ahead of time, it neutralizes it. There's a lot of people that say it's fine, but I, I think I'd rather just put a bit more sweat equity into it and uh, and dig out that. Or that's a large enough area where even if you if you get an excavating company, get a bobcat guy out, and he can just dig those areas out and bring in the loam for you as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of digging. So it's uh, yeah. No matter no matter how you yeah. get it. So, alrighty. Yeah. Well, I got to get rid of the clean it up and then get at it. So maybe yeah, it's no, a year or two project. Yeah, yeah okay. get it, get at her now and uh, and then uh, and maybe before you know it, you'll have a you'll have some veggies going this summer. So Absolutely. maybe do half right, now well, and half next year. <laughs> yeah. Well, All right. Process. Yeah. Thanks, thanks again. Bill. Appreciate it. Always a great show. Thank you. Thank thanks, you. Bill. Thank you. All right. And I got a bit more time. We're going to go to Phil. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, Merle. How you doing? Good, good. How can we help you? <clears throat> good. I'm currently pruning about a 60-year-old crab apple tree, and the main trunk is about 12 inches in diameter. Then it goes up about 12 feet, and then it splits. And where that splits into two other trunks, our resident chickadees have uh, started pecking a nest in there. It's about yeah. an inch. It's about an inch in and about the size of a chickadee. And I'm wondering how to stop them from doing that. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, besides, I don't really want them to uh, kill the tree, right? It's on the main. Yeah, one of the I don't think it, it usually won't kill them, um, like something like that, because. They they kind of put them up in a top spot, keeps it dry. Um, I guess you could prune out that area. Uh, you could make it a little uncomfortable for them with the nest, poke it out with a stick. Um, but <laughs> I know I've had um, birds nesting a couple of my ornamental crabs and with no issues at all. And so Okay, I, I would, so it won't, I, it won't kill the tree? No, absolutely not. No. Okay. Perfect. No, thanks. Yeah, and uh, you get to enjoy maybe seeing some little baby chickadees and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So. Absolutely. Okay. All right. I was just concerned it was going to kill the tree. So. No, but just be careful on your pruning. And, and is this an edible apple tree or is it an ornamental crab? Or 
it's edible. Okay. Yeah, so just watch when you're pruning. Like, you kind of want to, you can remove some of the real branches that are going straight up and try and get it going a little bit more horizontal. And uh, for, it makes it a little bit easier for harvesting. Um, so just take your time in pruning. Okay. Have Thanks, a good Merle. look at it. All right. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Yeah, it always, uh, it's a little scary sometimes when you start pruning some of these big trees. and you oh, get for caught sure. Up in the, you get caught up in the middle of them. Yeah, and you kind of lose track of where you're where you're at, <laughs> and you just sort of reach it up and uh, cut yeah. here, you cut there, and then you get out, and you're like, uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not the uh-oh. It is an art, yeah. you know. It, it is definitely an art. And you, you can't glue them back on, so just no. really take your time. <laughs> yeah. So I talked yeah. to like even um, when speaking of Wade Hartwell, who pa- passed away, he he would always recommend to his on the show here this put some flagging tape on some of the branches that you you want to oh. cut off and then stand back and kind of visualize the tree without them. That's so a great idea. Just, yeah, just taking your time is the is the biggest thing and and mm-hmm. step back, visualize what branch you're you're going after and 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 step back after every one or two cuts so you don't get this stuck up in that thing where you're just looking up and every branch looks the same and you just start right start cutting for the for the sake of cutting. And, yeah, that's is, a is, that's a great tip. And in fact, I watched Chris do her designs whether it's trimming something. I watched her trim a ficus in here and she stands back every every cut, I think actually. Every, anything she does, she she puts in or trims off, steps back, has a look and steps back in. So it it is a a patience practice for it sure. It is cuz it, it it's very easy to get caught up in the middle of it and uh like I said, you're just looking up and you kind of get sort of your head spinning cuz you're looking up and you're sort yeah. of spinning Spinning around in the tree, getting and, dizzy. Uh, yeah, you're on the ladder, <laughs> whatever. Gotta right? sit so, down. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Either that, or yeah. you call a good company like Prune It Up, and they'll come out and do that. Or there's that <laughs> exactly on the on the bigger ones. So definitely. Yeah. All right. If you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open. Four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. We're gonna take a quick break. You're listening to uh, Let's Talk Gardening on seven seventy CHQR. Welcome back. <clears throat> Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And we do have Jen here with me. And we're going to go to the phone lines. And we're going to go to Elaine. Good morning, Elaine. Good morning, Merle. Huh. Hope How can gardening we help you? goes well for everybody this summer. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I have a good feeling. It feels like it, we're off to a good start, and uh, we had some good moisture in this last little bit of spring, and uh, so hopefully it uh, we're, we're heading in the right direction. Yes. I have a question today. I have a couple of rose bushes that are being crowded out by everything else all around it. Yeah. Um, they were planted back. In fact, everything all around it was planted back in about 2013. One is a Parkland, the other is an Explorer. They're both hardy, but uh, and last year they got to three feet high. Normally they don't even get that in this country. But I'm wondering, in order to move them, how much um, uh, you would think I should be back from the plants to get the most of the root system? I- 
six inches is lots on a rose. And you want to do it like when the ground thaws here pretty soon, like in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, you want to do it before they get going. Yeah. And if you get six, eight inches out, go all the way around it and then try and pull it up as best you can in one large lump if possible. Okay. And have your spot where you're moving it, have the hole ready to go already. Right. So so that way, and try and transplant it in at the same height that you're putting it in. Yeah. Water it really well at that point, And you can use like the 15-30-15 or Rage Plus, one of those two project, products, just to help get the roots going. And, right uh, right and, away, and should, as soon as I put the Yeah, in. as soon as you water it. Let it let it sit in water a couple of times and then give it a shot because you want to okay. have some food in there for the for the roots to start taking off. Right. <laughs> and then uh, and then you should be good to go. Okay, I just wanted to check. Um, yeah. But, uh, and and if there's any dead wood, cut that off um, before you dig it out. Like just sort of look at it if if it looks like there's any dead wood, prune all that off before you transplant it. That okay. way, it's not wasting any of that energy. Um, trying to revive old wood, mm-hmm. it's going to all the energies go to go into the roots, get right. transplanted, and then go from there. Thank you very much for your help this morning. You're very welcome. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Bye for now. Great. Take care. Bye bye. All right. Let's good advice. Go. Love it. Yeah. No. Love transplanting it, and that's usually a good problem. But you you see that right? Like when. When things get uh, overcrowded, Jen, you need to to sometimes you got you do have to move some things or mm-hmm. or prune some things out or or make some adjustments to your garden because you planted it as a four inch and now all of a sudden it's yeah. it's a lot bigger. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, um, problem to have. Absolutely. Let's go to Debbie. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning. How can we help you? I have two questions regarding, uh, first is Carl Forrester's. I have four of them planted along my walkway. And mm-hmm. last year, I didn't cut them down in the fall. So That's I good. had all That's of that fine. great um, uh, interest through our winter. Yeah, so now no. my question is, when do I cut them back? You can get them the back almost at any time now, like if you want to go out. But I usually leave them till like mid mid April. Um, okay. So yeah, you know, when you do your spring cleanup is fine. You start seeing the grass underneath there going up because um, it's still in there protecting. If we we still might get some really cold stuff, but yeah. uh, but it's much nicer when you leave that grass over the winter. It mm-hmm. uh, gives you that winter interest, and uh, so um, sh- should be totally fine. Like yeah, said, my, start a couple my, of weeks, you can do that. My good neighbor suggested I put great big Christmas ribbons around them. Yeah, Aww, actually, that's, good. that's cute. And yeah, it looked really nice. You know, like, you know, the big, wide, three inch yeah. ribbons, right? Yeah, multicolored oh, nice. Christmas theme. Yeah, it worked. And also, my good neighbor, I have a wonderful, actually, two really good neighbors. Um, the top of their giant evergreen tree all of a sudden blew out all the needles. And in the fall, that was in the fall, and we had that long extended warmth. And then when it rained, it all came out through the downspout, (laughs) right? The east trough of the downspout. So uh, one-eighth of the top of the tree is bare. 
Huh. I wonder if that is, is it a new, how big of a tree is it? Uh, taller than our two-story townhouse complex. Okay. Yeah, it leads me to believe something happened. It could be weevil up there, but something, if it, to die back that much, um, it's probably a severe desiccation that's happened over the last couple of years and it's starting to die from the top. Or we got weevil into it. Like, did it kind of curl over first and then go down? Or? Hmm. I'm not sure, but I do know um, that the complex is cutting down uh, the watering through the irrigation system here, trying to save yeah, so <laughs> Yeah, so on some of that, yeah, it's it's hard because you, if you in cutting back on water at certain times of the year is, is good and bad. But when you get into the fall, and it's just important if, if they try and water those big trees, especially in yeah. complexes where you have lots of buildings and those trees end up taking up more and more space, they do need that extra water. So Yeah, and they're not doing it. They're, they're turning off the irrigation system in September. Yeah, that's too early. So. I know, yeah. Mm. All so, right, okay. well, good luck with that. So if right. it is uh, weevil or just severe desiccation, will it come back? Um, it needs to get treated either way with either cutting out the dead or we need to address the watering situation. So if you want your complex, Mark from Prune It Up will be more than happy to, he'll come and do quotes for, for condo complexes all the time. So okay. if you guys want an assessment done, Mark could definitely come out and do that for you guys. Okay, thank you so very much and have a You're great welcome. day. You too. All right, we got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CH. QR. It's mostly cloudy and four degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 1030. I'm Megan Cobb. One person was arrested for breaking the injunction and another on outstanding warrants yesterday at an otherwise peaceful anti-mandate protest downtown. Elections Canada says it wasn't aware the federal government was considering a three-day-long election, as proposed in the deal between the Liberals and the NDP that includes working with Elections Canada to make it easier for people to vote. And Ukraine's military intelligence chief says Russian occupiers will try to pull the occupied territories into a single quasi-state structure and pit it against independent Ukraine. The defense ministry says Russian President Vladimir Putin realizes he can't swallow the entire country and would likely try to split it in two. A mix of sun and cloud with a high of 12 degrees today, partly cloudy, cooling to three overnight. A mix of sun and cloud and eight tomorrow. It's four degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next update at 11. I'm Megan Cobb. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm here with Jen Lemire, and we're going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to go to Jim. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Merle. How can we help you? Um, I have a nor apple tree that's about 15 years old, about a six-inch caliper on it. Yeah. It's up against a stone patio, a little wall about two feet. And then it spreads out the root system and spread out into the lawn. Well, I want to move that away from the patio and replant it further west into the yard, although it doesn't get as much light, but I need to have the room for my patio. Hmm. Okay. 
Um, that's it's a larger tree, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough move, cause especially because you can't dig on the other side of the root ball. Um, mm -hmm. so it's it's gonna be a tough go. Um, you 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 dig down, try to get as much as you can. Um, I'm just trying to think how how I try to do it. Is if you could get if you do you have machine access from the front of it. Unfortunately, I've just got about a 34-inch gate. Okay. Yeah, so again, you're going to have to try and dig out as far as you can out from it and sort of dig down. But like I said, I don't I don't like the results probably. It's going to be a little bit tough. Um, but you could definitely give it a try coming up as soon as the ground thaws here in the next couple of weeks. Um, you could definitely give that a try. Like dig down, trying to get as much as possible. Water it really well a couple of days before you start digging, and uh, and see if you can get a good good hunk of, of soil as you lift it. Was it in a basket when it was planted, or was it in a in a pot? Do you, do you remember? No, it was in a basket. Okay, so that might be helpful if you dig down. You might be able to hook onto the basket, and that might keep a root ball a little bit easier together when you when you dig up dig on the outside of the basket but like i said that it's it's going to be hard because you got the other side up against that wall so you're not going to be able to go around on that side so you're sort of cutting out half the root system well i am going to remove that patio stone patio and put in a, a wooden deck so i can I can peel back that gravel area and dig out. Would I, from from the actual stock, would I go out two feet, three feet? Yeah, yeah. You you want to go, yeah. Certainly, you want to go about eighteen to twenty four inches in the diameter around the trunk. Okay. And so then, so you sort of see what I mean, though. You got to try to lift that out, and that's what's tough when you have nothing to to hook onto like without a, a machine of some sort because you start yeah, dealing in that size of of a root ball you're dealing in six seven hundred pounds so yeah it's quite heavy um, yeah uh, the other question is if i do get it moved and i move it to a new hole is there something on remediating the soil that would help um just good garden mix in there just good loam is fine like by that time it's already grown in the clay and things like that so because um, you're down fairly deep already, I would just I would mix any of the soil that you dig out. I would just mix it with some good garden mix, or or get a good bag of good organic potting soil. Mix the existing that you bring out, and mix it with some new stuff. I wouldn't put all brand new stuff in there. I just mix up some of the old soil with the new stuff, and uh, and then just transplant it in there. Make sure you stake it because it's got it's not going to have the support that it has now that it's rooted in so it's going to be quite top heavy yeah um, so just one one quick question one other question um on how deep a hole would i need to dig to get that root ball out uh you're gonna to have to go down three feet oh wow okay yeah because if it was planted in a basket the basket itself is probably two feet minimum and so you're going to need to go down sort of three feet so you're going to be going three feet around the trunk sort of thing or two feet but uh, once you find that basket i would just try to stay along the outside of the existing basket 
and just try and dig the basket out and try and try and hold that together and see if that will come out. Okay, uh, the rental tree movers that you can get would that handle that tree? Yeah, they just can't get in there though, right? They need to be able to get a machine back there. Uh, just the, the hand ones, you know, it's like a dolly. Yeah. Yeah, a dolly would actually it'll handle it no problem, but it's just getting it out of the out of the ground, and uh, uh, so maybe an engine hoist or something. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, or yeah, a few good friends, a couple of pry bars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, buddies always love that. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> for a beer. <laughs> Don't well, forget maybe, your work boots. I uh, might have to put the word out on your show. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Done. All right. All right. Well, well, good luck with that. Much, All right. Take care. Thanks, Jim. Right. Bye bye. Bye for now. Bye bye. Yeah, that's. Uh, those are always tough when you. It, mm-hmm. you know, and you and but I've seen I've seen people dig out sometimes the the biggest tree with a tiny little root ball. And it, and it survives. So, but he's doing it at the right time of year. So, right. Um, get it in nice and early and do that. That should uh, should work out quite well for him. But right now, we're going to take a quick break. If you want to join us after the break, phone lines are open. 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. It's great to have all the colors back. We have a full board, and uh, it's great to have spring and sprung. And uh, and thanks for participating. It makes it go way better, and it's uh, mm-hmm. a lot more fun for Jen and I. We get lots of questions going on, so it's good. We're going to go Nate. to Nate. Good morning, Nate. Yeah, hello. Can you hear me okay? Absolutely. How can we help you? So I purchased a new house in November last year when it was all frozen. As a, we got that one week here in Calgary of kind of warm weather in February and then now. And in that time, I've realized that I'm going to have to completely re-landscape my front and backyards for a series of reasons. Uh, one, I've got to regrade my front and back yards because they currently slope towards the house uh second i've got about 10 i got about 12 to 15 tree trunks that i need to uh grind out not my question yep. the issue is is that uh, but if you if you if you re-landscape in your yard at that time i would I, I would grind them out a bit but i'd really more concentrate on digging them right out because grinding them only takes them down that six eight inches so I will answer that, even though it's not really one of your questions. Uh, if you're yeah. going to regrade and do everything anyways, um, get the machine in there. Let's get rid of all those stumps, remove all that stuff, and then just start fresh. Because even you're going to spend a bunch of money grinding, and you're still going to have the problem that the roots will still be down there and everything. So let's just get rid of that. Let's regrade everything, start fresh, and, uh, and get that proper 2% slope away from your house. And then you'll be set to go. Awesome. So I'll, I'll factor that into the overall plan. My question is, is that I'm learning that the the yard has a significant and very substantial problem with dewworms. So mm-hmm. my yard is uh, unusable for like my children, for example, to get and play out because it's so bumpy. And so I was going to probably bring it down a good 
uh, it's currently about four or five inches above the sidewalk level because this was a rental property for a couple of decades before, so it's never been taken care of. Uh, And a lot of the trunks that I'm cutting out are evergreen. So a lot of that's just deadfall thatch that's just never been cleaned up. Regardless, uh, I'm going down to the sidewalk level, maybe a couple inches below. And what my question is, is what kind of substrate or what can I do to to protect against the dewworms and build a a good foundation? just a, a good, healthy home. soil and this proper watering, just that slow, deep watering that I talked about on here. Water properly a couple times a week, or if it's once a week, it's just a slow, deep watering. Uh, get the water down, because when you are when you water just five or ten minutes, sort of once or twice a week, um, you're only watering the top level. So the worms come up, because there's, it, the soil down below is so dry and hard, and it's softer up top, so they come up to where it's soft. So if you're doing that slower, deeper watering, the worms have no need to come up. And so creating a good, healthy lawn, um, watering properly, that will help deal with all that uh, with the dewworms and keep them down deeper and they're they're more beneficial. So I kind of water, like when I water, if I water on a Monday, I'll water like at 6 in the morning, then at 8 in the morning, like sort of for 20 minutes or half hour each zone. And then... So both in one day, but not an hour at a time because I find that the water hits and then starts running off. But if I water in those two cycles in the same day within a couple hours of each other, you get that slower, deep, deeper watering, and it's a lot more beneficial for your grass and your trees and shrubs. Awesome. I'll take that half an hour every two hours for a bit as yeah. uh, my tactic. Thank you very much. All right, and good luck with that. And if you need any help designing, give Conrad a call at the store. He's uh, yeah. he's our landscape designer. He does a great job. So I didn't realize you had those services, so I actually might give him a call to get a quote. Yeah, yeah. Um, Conrad, he, and he's very good. He does those 3D mm-hmm. drawings, so he kind of shows you what you're up to, and it makes it a little awesome. easier when, you, when you're getting at it. Great. Thank All you. right. All right. Good luck. That's uh, when we're dealing with lots of that right now, too, Jen. Is, uh, I know Conrad's going out to, to redo a lot of yards, as there's lots mm-hmm. of inner city people are buying houses because they're uh, some of them are in a little less expensive some of the bungalow areas are a little less expensive than some of the newer bigger areas so those it's going to revitalization in those acadias the fairmonts the kingsland mm-hmm. which is great like those are great homes in there <clears throat> but a lot of them just need to they have those big trees that have been there forever um, yeah, the yards of some of them been neglected, so it's just so he's getting quite a bit of uh, calls for for redoing properties, which is it's always fun to get the the old with the new. It's always good. Super fun, and there's lots more you can do now too. I think there's more creativity going on, so you can incorporate. A lot of people want to keep what they had in, in some capacity, right? And and but just refresh, like you said. Absolutely. All yeah. right, we got a full board here, so we're going to go to Margo. Good morning, Margo. Hello. Good morning. Hi um, there. How can we help you? Well, I just wanted to say about Wade Hartwell and Barry Erskine. I mean, I was listening to them 100 years ago, and it was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember Wade knew my dad. His wife was dad's secretary. And I remember when he was talking about starting a greenhouse, and he had this vision. And uh, and it worked. And mm. so Absolutely. vision can work. And, uh, and he loved zeolites. And I still always have zeolite, and I always throw a handful into my mix when I'm. Yeah, he used to eat it. 
he would eat it even. Like he thought it was good for him. Like he would have a teaspoon every so often. I'm not sure how often he did that. He was really into that mineral stuff. Like he yeah. he would even even till like until he like he, he ended up getting cancer, but he like the guy would squeeze your hand, like the guy had a grip like Thor, like like Hulk like Hulk. Like yeah. I know. Honestly, and then like, years later, mom needed a tree and she went out to his tree farm and he drove her around like a queen and just was, an, you know, wonderful to her. And they got a great tree and uh, I think an amber cherry. But no, absolutely. And, and Wade will be will be very, very, very much so missed in the gardening world and in our area and things like that. And that's the good thing he's done. Like he started a, a school in Africa where he did a whole bunch of fundraising. Like the guy, biggest kind of heart too. And uh, just like, and, and but he definitely stepped to his own step though, which I liked. He didn't, yeah. uh, he didn't because. bend over for anybody. Uh, did his own thing, so it's uh, it's very interesting. And and uh, and he contributed a ton to to us. And I and I worked for them years ago at the Goldmaker with Wade, and then got to know him personally and and other things. And then I co-hosted the show with with him and Barry for a n- number of years. And so it's, uh, yeah, it's a sad day. I've been sort of reminiscing in my head here of the different mm-hmm. times of chatting with them and things. So it's, uh, it's a sad day. We were very lucky. You know, we, the city's learned a lot from, from this show over, I don't know how many years now. But it's Yeah, well, it's over 40, I think, we're, we're ticking on. Because so, I've been here over like 10. So it's, it's crazy, yeah. like uh, when I think about flies. it. And, and it our does. trees are growing and everything. It's so much better. And the Rage Plus, it's, you know, one of my favorites. And I always have, you know, for the tomatoes, I always have the Rage Plus um, for everything. I, and I forgot about the Rage Plus starter, and I, I may still have some. So it's, uh, it's a great product. It was wonderful to hear him. And, um, and I suppose we could probably find him online to get more detail. Yeah, he has uh, his Dirt and Grow website. You can get that. And we yeah. carry almost all of his products in our store as well. So, but yeah, and absolutely. more and more people do now. So it's it's great. Yeah, Certain absolutely. Growth. All right. So well, thanks. thank you so much, Margo. You take care. You thanks too. A lot thank you everything. so much. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yes. Uh, again. It was nice. Actually, we should. Yeah, it's very nice. We got to take mm-hmm. a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm here with Jen Lemire. We're going to go to the phone lines. We're going to go to Wayne. Good morning, Wayne. Hey, good morning, Merle. Happy Sunday. Yeah, happy Sunday to you as well. How can we uh, help you? A uh, quick one for you. It's just more about the manure. I've been told that uh, I have two different stories. One, that when you put the manure in the dirt soil for vegetables in the vegetable garden, you're supposed to wait a period of time before you plant the seeds or whatever you're going to plant in so the manure can do its thing. Is that correct? Yeah, um, yes, and then you want to make sure that the manure's aged really well before you use it, because and don't overdo it. Um, that's the only thing I don't like about manures. It's really easy to use too much of it. Um, uh, that's what I was concerned about. Yeah, and and, and too fresh. You just don't want um, like you. It needs to be aged a couple of years, and then it, it it's it won't burn. It won't just stimulate everything just too much. But that's sometimes you can do more harm than good. But definitely, it's good to amend your soil 
with the manures in the fall. That way it sits over the winter and then you can mix it in the spring and then typically your soil is good to go. But if you're getting a good bag manure or a good aged manure, if you put it in early spring, mix it in, rototittle a couple times, you should be good to go. Okay, so if I put it in now, I've got to wait a period of time then because my seeds say I should be doing around first of April to plant the carrots and yeah you should be fine like long as it's aged but don't go too heavy on like make sure you you mix it in really well like don't just leave three inches of manure on top and seed directly into that okay make sure you yeah dig it up really well mix it into the top eight inches of your soil okay let's say a three by ten garden he'd asked would it be one bag of manure and something like that or what might yeah that would be lots yeah that would be lots would it okay yeah yeah, and if you're looking for more organic matter, you can go to the to the cocoa moss or a couple bags of just the organic veggie um, soilless mix. Oh, okay. Okay, what about the uh, compost idea? Is that just uh, loosen up the soil? Yeah, that's and it, it does have some nutrients in it as well. But, it, yeah, it's more getting that organic matter into your soil, like bringing their soil to life. Okay. One last thing, that black earth you can buy from Superstore and places like that, I've seen. I, I've heard you say last week about not using that in the garden because it'd be too no, dense, too the, much black. The, I the, guess it has to be mixed with a compost Yeah, or something. the black earth isn't so bad. The one I really don't like, it's called the answer, and I don't usually like to slag too many things, but this one they get, it's up from Costco, and they sell it as a potting mix. It's oh. worse. It's like a big bag of soggy bark mulch. Oh, okay. It's, it's horrible stuff for planting. I would only use that for mixing in my shrub beds or, or as a soil amendment outside. Because um, I had made the mistake years and years and years ago. I used that soil, tried to grow plants in it, and it just, it's, um, it's not <laughs> great. Yeah. Okay, so. so it's okay to use that black earth in your garden then. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's what that is. That's just good loam. Um, just check what it is, what they're calling black earth. But typically, if it's it's just good loam, um, that's fine. Okay. So watch the last. Uh, so watch on the bag for the manure that it's aged at least two years. Yeah, and if you get if you get it in a bag, it will be. Um, pretty much, they, I think we have to sell. It's gone through the process before we would bag it. So it's just if you have a friend who's uh, has a horse or, or a cow, and then you go to his place and he loads you up, and it's a little bit fresh that way. So, I see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if you're getting bag stuff, you'll be totally fine. Okay, and obviously you have to age stuff at your store. Absolutely. Perfect. Thanks, Merle. All right. Take care. Have a great Bye-bye. weekend. Bye now. You too. And. We might be able to get to Tracy. We'll go here really quick. Hi, Tracy. We have one minute here. If I okay. can, uh... okay, I'll, I can do this in thirty seconds. Okay. Um, so my backyard is all melted. It's a little microclimate back there. It's all melted and gone. Can I start top like putting a top dressing on my gardens right now? And if so, what? And it's just flower. It's for flowers. Yeah, absolutely. Right now, you can definitely do that. You can use uh, uh, compost like we chatted with uh, Wayne there earlier. Uh, good garden mix if you if you want to add some of the black loam. Um, we have a greened up soil enhancement. So any of the things like cocoa moss, peat moss, things like that, if you want to mix that in, now is a great time. Okay, so it's the time. Okay, that's great. And I sent you a picture of the tomatoes, my tomatoes with red leaves all of a sudden. Quick yeah, answer. Yeah, so... 
No, yeah, just peel those off when they've done that, and those are ready to be transplanted because they're quite tall. So bury those, like pull the bottom two-thirds of the branches off, the leaves, and bury it like three-quarters deep. So only leave the top 25% sticking out of the soil. Leaves turning red is the problem of... I know it's just those are just the old leaves sort of curling and doing their thing. It's just you got lots of growth, so those okay. are just old leaves. So you'll be totally okay. fine. Just peel those it? off, okay. transplant it, and you'll be good to go. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Thank you. All right. <laughs> so unfortunately, we won't get to Ryan because um, we're at the end of the show. Thanks, Jen. And I got thanks, a couple Carl. more texts that I'll uh, try to get through here. And uh, thanks, everybody. And uh, and uh, Wade Hartwell, our thoughts are with you and your family. Um, rest in peace, buddy. And uh, all the best to everybody else here. And we'll get our garden on right here next week on 770 CHQR.